0: Would you turn with me to two scriptures this morning, the book of Hebrews, the twelfth chapter, and Revelation, chapter 14. Hebrews 12 and verse 2, Hebrews twelve two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to the, uh, the NIV on this. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The English version says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. And it does. The Amplified says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. Perfection. And see, the rest of that verse tells you how he overcame his faith. Said he for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Did Jesus have to walk by faith through the garden of Gethsemane, through the trial, through the crucifixion, through the three days and nights? Did he have to walk by faith like nobody has ever walked by faith? Before or since. And by faith, he was not moved by what he saw and by what he felt. Through death itself, he was not moved and he did not crumble and he did not succumb, but by faith, he endured what was going on at the moment because he could see the joy that was out in front of him. Hallelujah. And by faith, he endured and he overcame. He knows. How to live by faith and how to walk by faith. He's done it. He's already been there as far as any man could ever go. And now he's backing you up. And he's teaching me and you how to walk by faith. And he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. Say it out loud. Jesus Jesus is is the author author and the finisher finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now in Revelation, if you'll notice there, Revelation, the 14th chapter, I believe you have it, it simply says this, here is the patience of the saints, Revelation 14, 12. And here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Everybody say the faith, faith. of Jesus. Let's say that out loud a couple of times. The faith of Of Jesus, one more time, the faith of Jesus. Now that's the title of our series, the faith of Jesus. In studying this again last night, I've had the privilege of sitting under, I consider to be one of the most outstanding teachers of faith in this generation, Brother Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now. I heard him sometimes uh, three and four times a day. And in my job, when I first started working with them, I, I had him in school, and then I had him in prayer school, and then I had him in healing school. And my job after, now this is the grace of God, they gave me access to the archives, to the safe, and sent me home. Back then, the video scene with these big old huge... Uh, machines sent me home with the video machine. My job was to watch all the tapes (laughs) and to make notes and to mark things. So, I mean, there are times I'm getting probably 10, 15 hours a day and this went on for years. And so much of it was faith. Faith in the morning, faith at noontime, and faith when the sun goes down. And I tell you, I'm more excited about faith now than ever in my life. It is the most wonderful thing to know. And people make fun of us when they talk about those faith people. But I do not, you know, somebody call me a faith person, I just say thank you. Right? And in looking over these truths again, even last night, I noticed that there are over 600 references in the New Testament to faith and believe in God. Now, that's a lot. Somebody says 600. There's over, over 600, not the whole Bible, the New Testament. Over 600 references to believe in God and trust in God and faith in God. And Jesus, have you ever really, you know, looked through the gospel accounts and saw what he taught on, what he preached, and what he taught on? A big part of it is faith. Yep. Faith, 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 yep. faith. What did he tell people when they'd come and ask for some help? Amen. All things are possible to him that believes. Amen. According to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. As you've believed. Right. Well, we need to stay with what Jesus taught. Right? We need to emphasize what he emphasized. And people that make fun of faith are just, uh, as we'd say down south, ignorant. Right? People who make fun of faith are ignorant. I don't care how many initials they got after their name. You don't make fun of what Jesus spent a lot of his time doing. Or what there are over 600 references in the New Testament about. And uh, let me just remind you, this is just a small list. So I I got stirred up and looked at all of them last night. (laughs) So you may be in trouble, man. I'm, (laughs) I'm loaded for bear this morning. Big bear. Now, Christianity is called the faith, right? You and I as Christians are called Believers, right? Right. Of all the things we could be called, the faith and believers. And listen, the Bible says we live by faith, right? I mean, there's three or four direct references to that. We're justified by faith. We have access into grace by faith. We're the children of God by faith. We've been made righteous by faith. Christ dwells in our heart by faith. We stand by faith. We walk by faith. We please God by faith. We fight the good fight of faith. And what is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. Why would anybody make fun of faith? Why would anybody speak disparagingly or lightly of faith when it is impossible to please God without it? No, it made me feel better about our name. Amen. Amen. Faith life. Church, well, the faith shall live by, the just shall live by faith. Well, then what we're living should be a life of faith. Yes. Right? If we're going to please God, it will have to be a life of faith. We're going to overcome. it have to be a life of faith. And thank God you can see that there must be some faith around here somewhere because we're getting results. We are seeing miracles. We are seeing things happen in our life. And God is able to do it because we're doing what he told us to do, believing him, trusting him, having faith in him. Now go with me, if you would, to Romans, the book of Romans and the 10th chapter. Glory to God. In Romans 10 Romans 10, he said, in verse uh, five, Romans 10:5, Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. So under the old covenant, they didn't live by faith. they lived by the law. But the righteousness which is of what? Of faith. Speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep. That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. In other words it's not reaching the highest heights. Or the deepest depths. It's not what you can do. Or how far you can go. Or what you can work to accomplish at all. It's not by works. It's not by effort. It's sad, you know, that there are a lot of people in so-called Christendom that are trying to be saved through their works. It's sad. And there is no amount of work you can do that will make you righteous in the eyes of God. But there's a way you can become righteous in the eyes of God. How is it? The righteousness which is of faith, verse 8, but what says it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. I've read articles of uh, supposedly renowned Christians that have criticized, and this is their quotation, criticized the word of faith. That's ignorant. Right? That's what Paul preached. You see, people try to create God in their own image. <laughs> and they try to create ministry in what they're reading in the Bible in their own image. But what did Paul preach? He told us what he preached. The word of faith. This says, old, and Brother Keith. Why are you saying that? Because the Bible said it. See, people don't like that, but why don't they like it? He preached the word of faith, that faith was the way, right? Faith is the answer. Faith is how you get righteous with God. Faith is how you get your sins forgiven. Faith is how you overcome. Faith. He said, the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall What? Believe in your heart, believe that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, how do you get righteous? You believe to it, right? Don't work to it, you believe to it. Well, if we can work hard enough and be good enough Christians and maybe one day we'll become a saint. Nobody can vote and make you a saint. If you're born again, you have faith in him to make you righteous, you are a saint. Right now, made so of God. If you're not born again, no matter what you do, will ever make you a saint. Are you with me now? Only the blood of Jesus and and your faith in what he's done causes this to be so to you. How many remember that he addresses the letters again and again to the saints, which be, these are living people, right? To the saints that are at Corinth, the saints that are at Rome. And how do you become a righteous one in the eyes of God? Not by what you do, by what you believe. Jesus has already done the work. He's already done what nobody else could do. And we receive it by our faith in him. It's sad that people are confused. But he said, you, with the heart man believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes, whoever does what? Believes, believes on him, shall not be ashamed. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich. Unto all that call upon him. Did you know that rich is one of God's words? Rich. Rich. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Rich. The Bible said, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So that you through his poverty might be made rich. Did it happen? Are you? Yes. Rich, rich, you ought to call yourself rich. 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 Not just in church, but all the time. Rich, rich, you ought to get up and get dressed in the morning and look in the mirror and go, ah, you're a rich man. I'm a rich man. Now see, that runs crosswise with tradition, doesn't it? Ah, we're poor, but we're proud. Well, God will deliver you from both of those ungodly conditions (laughs) won't you get up and say I'm humble and rich that'd be agreeing with the Bible I'm rich see people have been trained and it's been passed down and handed down from generation to generation people come up and say oh boy you got a new car you got a new house y'all must be doing pretty good oh not that good You know, we're all right, but you know, we ain't rich. That's unbiblical. Unbelieving. The Bible says you're rich. What are you supposed to say? You're supposed to agree with it. If the Bible says you're healed, what are you supposed to say? If the Bible says you have the mind of Christ, are you supposed to tell people how dumb you are? People do it, though, don't they? Oh, I'm not very smart and you know, I just don't catch on like that. I never did too good. People think that's being humble. It's being what's our word? Ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. Let's don't be ignorant. Let's agree with the word, right? Say what God says about us. If he says you're righteous, that's what you say. If he says you're healed, that's what you say. If he says you're rich, what do you say? Rich. That's me, Rich. That's me. Put it in your name. Keith Richmore. I mean, Give it to yourself, right? Rich. Now, uh, keep reading. Verse 14. Well, 13, it said, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, we're talking about the faith of Jesus. So listen carefully now. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? What's the answer? They won't. You won't, you can't call on him in whom you've not believed how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard so we know the scripture that's coming ahead but how does faith come then so we can already see that can you believe what you haven't heard you can't is hearing important how important is hearing to faith without hearing the right thing you can't and you won't have faith you know, I was just uh, with these pastors down in uh, Florida there, and I've known them for I don't know Phyllis and I've known them for probably 15 years. We went and spoke when they had a little small place. Now they got a new place and it's nice. And how many think the whole body of Christ that'll be happening is flourishing and increase and new stuff? Boy, it just blesses me when I see that happening. So uh, some of the guys that were with me on the trip, I told them, I said, uh, you wouldn't think. That that pastor was diagnosed terminal 10 years ago. I said no. It like a thing's wrong with him. I said it's not now. But 10 years ago. They told him he had cancer all through his body. He's the pastor of the church. And that he had to die. And he didn't have long. But uh, we were on the road then with Brother Kenneth Hagin. We'd be out, you know, meetings two weeks at a time. Sometimes longer. And uh, these guys, he's diagnosed with cancer. He didn't feel good. He had symptoms. But I tell you what, when we had a meeting, here he comes. I don't care if we were in uh, New York or in California. or Here he comes. And he came out there and he'd stay sometimes a whole week. Sometimes two weeks. Sometimes he'd fly back and preach and then come back. And he did that month after month. And he's alive. So what are you talking about? It makes all the difference in the world what you hear. What you hear. And see he knew that. He's a man of God and a man of faith. And he knew in Brother Hagin's meeting he's going to get faith. He's going to get faith put into him. And he needs that. Everybody needs to be fed. Everybody needs their faith fed and their spirit fed. And so he uh, got in and got in. And I'm telling you he completely overcame that. He is completely healed and strong. You'd never know it looking at the man. He's strong and preaches and glory to God. Who knows how long he'll go. Well, I was just talking with some of these guys about it. It makes so much difference what you hear. Because in so many churches, people get a bad report like that. And immediately people just start crying around them and feeling sorry for them. And just talking about, you know, well, you know, you just don't know and don't understand these things. And even from the pulpit, it's preached that God sometimes in his mysterious ways will use these things to teach us. Well, these people die in a hurry. Did you hear me? Why? Because you can't have faith when you're not hearing the right thing. And not just hearing it one time. Every day's a new day. And there's all kind of stuff in the world that will try to put fear in you and unbelief. And so you need a good, steady dose of the word of God, of the word of faith. Bible talks about being nourished up in the words of faith. Your spirit craves this. And when you're fed, you know it. When your spirit is fed, something happens inside you. It's just as real as getting a good meal physically. Isn't it? Yes. You know, I know um, Phyllis and I, we had just married. I think we've been married a year or so. And we were young and didn't know much. And, and I got a hold of, she did through her work, got a hold of some of Brother Kenneth Copeland's tapes. And I grew up in church. But I'd never heard anything like that. Yeah. Right. And I got to hearing him talk about faith and authority and righteousness and I remember the first couple of tapes I heard. I had a little tape player about this big. It was on, you know, batteries, you know. And it clicked off. And I'm sitting there on our little uh, genuine imitation leather couch <laughs> <laughs> with our red shag carpet in our 1969 Marriott mobile home <laughs> where nothing worked. The stove didn't work. The furnace didn't work. It had no insulation. Thank God we've come up from there. But uh, I'm sitting there and it clicked off. And I thought, glory to God. Man, I knew it feels like something has come into me. And I didn't understand it with my head. I didn't understand half what he was saying. But something is happening in my spirit. Strength is coming into me. And man, I got hooked. I got addicted. (laughs) I'd come in every day after work and get our little tape player and sit down and feed. I didn't know what was happening. But God was getting me ready. He was getting my spirit built up and my faith built up because he's about to tell us what he wanted us to do. And we would have never had the faith to step out and do it if we hadn't have been fed for that length of time. And that's what's happening to you. I said, that's what's been happening to you. And that's what is happening to you. Makes all the difference. What you hear. And so it makes all the difference what church you go to. And what meetings you go to. And what books you read. And what stuff you sit around and talk with people about and let them pump into you. Sometimes you need to say because it's a battle in your mind. Sometimes you just need to say, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. Because there's some days you do not need to hear it because your flesh is already being pulled that way. And you're trying to be cordial because the devil will try to set you up and everybody you see wants to talk about that. And talk about, you know, let's say it's a battle for your life, like this man was. And the enemy, you know, he'll try to sit up, and people mean well, but they just are (laughs) ignorant. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes they love you, but they're just ignorant. And you come to them, and they go, how do you feel? Man, you just look like you can't hardly put one foot in front of the other. How do you feel? And they want you to talk for an hour about how you feel. And then you get to the next person, and they go, how do you feel? <laughs> no, no. You need to hear faith. You need to hear somebody tell you about how by his stripes you're healed. About how you're going to live and not die. Right? And declare the glory of God about how nothing is too hard for the Lord. You need to come hear some testimonies about how God has worked for somebody else. Now he's going to do the same thing for you, right? Makes all the difference in the world. It is the difference between living and dying. Succeeding and failing. Victory and defeat. So how can they believe if they haven't heard? You can't. You won't. Now keep reading. And how shall they hear without a preacher? What's the answer to that? They won't. Now here you're going to see something as we go further than this. Somebody said, well, sure we could hear. We could just put the, uh, you know, we've got the Bible on tape and, and we don't need a preacher. Well, whoever read it on there was proclaiming it. But we do need proclaimers and expounders who are anointed. Because, see, the word of God is living. It's alive and God has ordained that men should be saved and that's not just the new birth only, that's saved from everything by the foolishness, men call it foolishness, of preaching. Why? Because God has chosen this, this is what he's ordained, to cause the anointing to come and the word of God to come off the page to us. Are you with me now? To come off the page through the anointing, and it is not just a dry, uh, letters on a page, but it is a living, powerful, anointed, spoken word. That's where the preachers and teachers come in. And that's why God gave gifts unto men. Right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and thank God for them. Keep reading. He said, How shall they preach? Except what? They be sent. sent. You can't call yourself. And you can't send yourself. Now people have tried. Like one individual said. He said some are sent. And some just went. (laughs) And you can tell the difference in the anointing. Right? No, not everybody is called. Everybody is called to be a witness. Everybody can share as the Lord leads them what they know of the word and what God's done in their life with anybody across the back fence or at the job. But not everybody's called to stand up behind a pulpit and proclaim the word. Right? And so he's saying, how can they proclaim it like this unless they are sent? And we might also add to that, they're called and appointed and anointed and sent. And keep reading. How can they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach and proclaim the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Are you thankful? Now I know I'm standing up here preaching to you today, but I'm talking about preachers in your past. I mean, who did you get saved under? You understand what I'm talking about? All the way from the beginning of your walk with God, uh, I'm seeing faces right now before me. People I'm seeing uh, where I walked the aisle in that Baptist church years ago. I'm seeing people in other churches where I was in. Thank God. I said, thank God. I'm thanking God for Brother Hagin. I know I refer to him a lot, but I am so thankful. For God, and the Copelands, hallelujah, and person after person that God used to sow into your life. Because so many times the Lord used them to bring things off the page that you read over 50 times. Right? It was there, you could have got it, but for some reason you didn't. But when God brought the anointing, and He brought the spoken word, you looked at it and you saw, oh! Uh, oh, you mean, I can, And I don't have to. Oh. Well, that's what he's saying. Beautiful are the feet of those that God uses to bring that. Now, he keeps saying, verse 16, but they've not all obeyed the gospel. Now, here's another thing. Just because the anointed word is preached doesn't mean a person has to believe it or receive it. The potential for faith is there, but you can reject it. He said, as Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come? We're talking about the faith of Jesus. Let's don't rush past this. So many times people rush past what they consider the basics that they already know. And it's a huge mistake. When you don't see Faith the way it should be. What's one of the first things you should start thinking about? Hmm. Hearing. Hearing. Everybody say hearing. Hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Let me read this to you. Other translations. The new living says, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? Listen to the English version. How can they believe if they've not heard the message? How can they hear if the message is not proclaimed? And how can the message be proclaimed if the messengers are not sent out? As the scripture says, how wonderful is the coming of messengers who bring good news. Now, verse 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. I know it says word of God here, but if you look it up in the original word, you'll find it is the word Christ, the Christ. Now, what does Christ mean? So you could say it like this, hearing by the word of the anointed or hearing the anointed word. Everybody said out loud, faith comes, faith comes by, hearing by hearing the anointed, the anointed word. word. Well, of course, who is the anointed word? Jesus. Jesus, the Christ. The Amplified says, faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard, 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 comes by the preaching of the message of the Christ, the Messiah Himself. The word Christ, it's sad that this is not in here in the King James, but it's here. Christ, the word of the Christ, the word of the anointed one. Do you need to hear anointed word if you're going to get faith? Oh, I know you've gotten faith before. Do you remember how it comes? What was going on when you got it? You're hearing something. And there's an anointing, the Bible said, the anointing teaches you, right? You have an anointing in you and that anointing teaches you of all things and he does it through the agent of the word. You're hearing the word, whether you're reading it out loud to yourself or somebody's preaching it to you or proclaiming it to you preaching or teaching or you're hearing tapes or whatever, reading a book and you're saying it and you're seeing it and you're hearing it and the anointing on it reveals God to you. And when you see something of his character and something of his will, you hear it not just with your ears, but you hear it down inside you. And faith rises and you begin to be persuaded of what he told you. Faith Comes by hearing the anointed word. So many people even today bless their hearts. They waste so much time praying for faith. That's not a place to get quiet. I said they waste so much time praying for faith. Oh God give me faith. The Bible does not say faith comes by prayer. Hmm. Hmm. It's sad that they pray and they, oh God give me more faith. Oh please God give me faith. People go to other people so would you lay hands on me and give me some of your faith. How does faith come? Amen. It comes by hearing. Hearing the word of the Christ, hearing the anointed word. That's how it comes. So if you're looking for more faith and greater faith and stronger faith, what should you do? You should crank yourself up to hear. Is that right? And hear and hear. What if your faith is not as strong as you'd like for it to be? What do you need to do? need to hear some more. Hear, hear. And see, faith for healing comes from hearing the anointed word on healing. Right? Faith for prosperity comes by hearing the anointed word on prosperity. I know after working with Brother Hagin in the healing ministry for years, it dawned on me one day I was sitting in my office and I was getting ready for another service of healing. And man, I mean, like I said, it was healing, healing, healing. I was getting a dose of healing now. And I realized that for years I had been healed doing this. I'm talking about healed, healed. I mean, just go year after year and just no problems. Well, what's happening in my life, though? I'm hearing so much word, anointed word on healing. What happens? Faith comes by hearing. And I'm sitting there thinking, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to hear all this good word on healing. And then I had an idea. You know, like the light bulb in the cartoon? Dean. I thought, buddy, you need to hear some on prosperity. Because I wasn't doing so hot in that area. And I realized the deficiency. I realized the harvest over here and the deficiency and lack over here because I wasn't hearing enough of that. So man, I plunged into it. I said, "Okay, I got—we got to hear some more on this." And I mean, for weeks and months, we ate, slept, dreamed, and breathed it. And I tell you what happened: faith began to come for prosperity, and I begin—we begin to see ourselves differently, and see our future differently, and expect differently. It doesn't just happen by hearing one message, and then you go back to hearing the junk that you've always heard all your life. You understand what I'm talking about? Now you've got to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and your mind gets renewed. Right? And you start thinking right. And you start talking right. This happens over a period of weeks and months and even years. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the anointed word. Can you say amen? amen. Now go with me please to the book of First. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy. 2nd Timothy is where I'd like for you to go. 2nd Timothy. Mm. Let's go to another scripture before you go there. Go to John 4. This is the account of Jesus and the disciples. And they came to a, uh, a city of Samaria. And... You know, he stayed by the well while his disciples went to get something to eat. And this woman, this Samaritan, came. You remember the story? And um, he asked her for a drink of water. And you know the story. And and, uh, she said how she was uh, affected by racism. And she said how... Would you being a Jew ask drink of me being a Samaritan? One translation says Jews and Samaritans don't use the same dishes. This is a racial thing. You know, let me say something right here. If you are prejudiced against prejudiced people, (laughs) what are you? So how are you different from the ones that you're so upset with? See, that happens all the time. The Bible said if you judge somebody for something, you are guilty of the same thing, Romans says. And prejudice is ignorance, too. It really is. I mean, people talk, you know, uh, racial prejudice, for instance. I mean, you don't have a clue what you are. You know, well, I'm a pure this or I'm a pure that. You ain't got a clue. We know this. The Bible said in the book of Acts that God has made of one blood all mankind. All of us are traced back to Adam and Eve. We got the same blood line naturally. So, how many understand what, you know, talk about prejudice against this or that, you know, race is just ignorant, isn't it? Because you is one. Whatever it is you think you don't like, I assure you, you have some in you. Right? And some of oh, no, I don't. There ain't no question about it. You do. We all go back to the same thing. <laughs> so don't be ignorant. We've got a new word today, don't we? But they, you know, she was... Uh, There was some racial things going on here. Then he told her, he said, well, go call your husband and come here. And she said, I don't have a husband. And through a word of knowledge, he said, well, that's right. You don't have one. You have had five. (laughs) And the guy you got now is not your husband. How many know that just because you live with somebody, that does not mean they're your husband or wife? No, you see that right there. But uh, anyway, you know, she ran into town. And she told all of her friends and family. She said, come see a man that told me everything I did. And so they came. And skip down here to John 4 and 39. 4.39. And many of the Samaritans of that city, they did what? Believe. They believed on him. Why? For the saying of the woman. So they heard something. She was saying something, right? So they heard something and they believed it, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there two days and many more believed because of his own word. And they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of your saying, for we have heard him ourselves. Yes. Oh, did you get this now? We believe what? Because we have heard him, we might say, for ourselves, And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the anointed one, the Savior of the world. Were they hearing the words of the anointed one? And they believed. But then they came up to a higher place, didn't they? Why? Because they said, we've heard him ourself. Now this will answer some significant questions. How can you tell the difference between faith and presumption? Presumption. You've seen this too many times in so-called faith circles. Charismatic and word and faith and Pentecostal people. You've seen too many times where people supposedly did something by faith and it was a mess and a flop. Hmm? Somebody threw away their insulin and died. Somebody wouldn't take their baby to the doctor and the baby died. Hmm? Somebody's not going to do this or not going to do that by faith. And they just flopped. I've known the people that went into hospital uh, rooms, and they're going to pull somebody out of a bed, and they grabbed them and said, "Rise and walk," and they drug them out of the bed, and they fell on the floor there in their gown. Well that brings a reproach, all such things. And that's why some people think they don't like folk like us and they don't believe in people like us or they don't believe in the so-called word of faith. Word of faith is not a 2005 phrase. Hmm? That's what Paul preached. That's what Jesus preached. So what is the issue? What's going on here? Well, what's going on here is that these people presumed to do something and it was not faith. Did you hear me now? You know, people talk about faith failures. Well, in that sense, talking about that particular thing, there is no such thing. Because if they had been in faith, we'd have seen results. It would have worked. Well, what is the difference? Well, tell me how faith comes. So if somebody does something and it was a big flop and it was a big failure, how did faith come? And why would it have been presumption instead of faith? Because they didn't hear from him. Are you getting this now? And they didn't hear from him for their self. Oh, are you getting this now? Now the Bible says, in fact, it wouldn't hurt you to turn there. Hebrews 11. Just flip over there real quick. Y'all are quick and sharp and bright and good looking and very rich and major blessing. That's you. Yeah, Hebrews eleven verse twenty nine. Hebrews eleven twenty nine. By faith, everybody say by faith. by faith. By this is the by faith chapter, isn't it? By faith they did this. By faith they did by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Now let's just stop right here. How did that happen? Do you remember the story? I mean, they got down there to the Red Sea, and it is not split. Nobody's ever seen it split, right? (laughs) It's a big body of water, and it's always just like it is with the waves, you know, moving. And here comes Pharaoh and all his army, and I mean Pharaoh is closing in on them. And he's not there just to talk. He's there to kill them. And so here they are, their toes are in the sea, and Pharaoh's horse is breathing down the back of their neck between the proverbial rock and a hard place. In this case, horse and a wet place. (laughs) Same idea, right? And what happened? So they said, let's just believe to split this thing. I hope you're listening now. This is really important. Let's believe to split this thing. I've got faith. You got faith? Yeah, we got faith. Let's believe to split this thing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Faith does not come first. How does faith come? You cannot have faith until you have heard. Right? And your faith comes from your hearing. Him. Right? Right? God spoke. Everybody say God spoke. See, that's the beginning of faith. He's the author and he's the finisher. God spoke. Oh, we're getting some breakthroughs now. God spoke. They didn't just jump up and say, we're going to believe for something. No, God spoke. He's told Moses, you stretch out your rod over that thing and I'm going to split it. And then you command the people to go across. Well, it didn't look like that they were ready to do it, but he said, do it. And by faith, by faith based on what? What they have heard. How many understand that was an anointed word? God spoke it and there was power in it. And from hearing it, they could believe to step out on it. And they stepped out on it, and when they did, whew, glory to God, here comes the wind, here comes the power of God. And that thing split right down the middle, and the waters rolled up into a wall, and the Bible said they were congealed. And the wind blew hard enough that it dried out the pathway. And millions of people walked across on dry ground. What was a seabed just a short time before? And you're looking at a congealed wall of sea on both sides of you. And the Bible said they did it by faith. But where did their faith come from? They heard God speak. Now keep reading. Keep reading by faith. They went through the Red Sea. What happened after that? Keep reading. Which the Egyptians are saying to do. Now what does that mean? Attempting to do. uh, The Amplified says when the Egyptians tried to do the same thing, they were swallowed up. By the sea. Why were they swallowed up by the sea? They didn't have faith to do this. Why didn't they have faith to do it? God did not tell them. If they'd have been listening to God, he'd have told them to go home. Amen. Turn around and go home. They weren't listening to God. They weren't even to hearing from God. And they saw somebody else do something in faith. And they figured we'll do that too. Now you're getting it. Yes. We'll do that too. And so they tried. Everybody say try. Faith does not try. Right. Faith does. Yeah. Well, we'll try it and see. Huh? You're not in faith. Faith is fully persuaded that what God has said, he's able to perform. Right? So the Egyptians, they saw the Israelites do this amazing feat of faith. And they saw this miracle. And so the Bible said when they essayed to do it, when they attempted to do it, when they tried to do the same thing they just saw them do, they all drowned. They all perished. And you know, Miriam was playing the tambourines, singing the horse and the rider has been thrown to the bottom of the sea. said so they sank like lead where they all had their armor on. There wasn't no swimming out of this. They sank like a stone. And they all perished trying to repeat and duplicate what they saw somebody else do in real faith. Can you see what has happened? And why the things that have happened that have brought reproach. Somebody heard somebody else threw their medicine away and was gloriously healed. So they're going to try to do that. You better not try to do that. What did God tell you? Can you see the necessity of learning the Word for yourself and learning to be led by the Spirit for yourself? And like these people say, we believe, not because of what you said, we have heard Him for ourselves. Now when you get that and you know you've heard God for yourself, then when you step out on it, there's not going to be failing. There's not going to be destruction. There's going to be overcoming victory. And it's going to glorify God. You don't just pull something off the top of your head and I'm going to believe this. You don't just see what somebody else did and say, well, I'll just believe I'll do that too. Based on what? Well, I'm just going to believe. You don't just believe out of thin air. Believing is based on something. What believing in God is based on what? On what God said. You believe in God for what you are to do is based on what God told you. Well, I don't know what God told Well, You better get to praying. Amen. Get in your Bible. Now, listen, friends. This is why you've heard me say it, say it and say it and say it and say it about reading your Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If somebody asked me today, Brother Keith, you know, what would you say? If you had to put your finger on one or two things that you say has helped you more than anything else in life, I wouldn't blink an eye, I wouldn't hesitate. Number one, hearing the word. Number one. Number one. Don't blink an eye, don't have to think about it. Number one, hearing the word has helped me and changed my life and given me more victory than anything else. Number two is prayer. You so prayer number one? No, you don't even know how to pray if you don't know the word. You can't even pray in faith if you don't know the Word. But number one is the Word. Reading the Word. Feeding on the Word. Don't believe the devil's lies. Well, I can't understand it. You don't have to understand it to get benefits out of it. It'll minister to your spirit. You don't even understand it. Just read it in faith. But the more you do, this is not something we're going to do for three months now. This is a lifetime thing. Right? And what happens, how many can see it already? Year after year, there is a progression and you grow you're seeing things you weren't seeing before this is beginning to hook up with this and this is beginning to hook up with this and it's beginning to fit understanding is coming it doesn't happen in a month or two it happens over a period of time over your whole life if you stay with it and if you're faithful no so turn off that TV turn off the radio get off the phone and sit down with your Bible and set a precedent for your kids did you hear me Demonstrate to them that there's nothing more important going on today than the Word of God. Right? Everything else stops. We sit down. Nobody is exempt. Everybody's mama and daddy and all the kids. Everybody. Sit down. Right? Get quiet. Turn everything else off. Stop doing anything else. Open your Bibles and you pray over the Word of God and thank God for the Word of God. Read it out loud. See, you're teaching your kids all kind of things when you're doing this. And you're teaching them something else when you say, oh, daddy don't have time to read and run out the door. You just taught them some things you don't want to teach them. Are you with me? Anything can disrupt you and interrupt you and you'll just close and go, well, I'm sorry, I can't do that. No, no. There's been times before where important, you know, I consider important people called me and important things were going on, but I said, not right now. Why? I'm with the Lord. Who's more important than him? See, that's not real to a lot of people, but he is real and his word is the most important and he is the most important and hearing him daily is going to be the key to your faith coming daily and you being strong and overcoming daily. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Tell me how faith comes. Does that mean more to you now than it did before we started? Faith comes by hearing. So what are you going to do? I'm going to hear and I'm going to hear and I'm going to keep on hearing. Hallelujah. I'm going to hear it at home. I'm going to hear it at church. I'm going to go to meetings and hear it. Right? And play tapes and hear it and read books and hear it. Hear it. Hear it. it. devil tries to feed me some stuff. I'm not going to hear that. I'll cut that off. I turned that off. I said, no, thank you. No, I don't want to talk about that. No, I don't want to hear that. No, no. Why? Protecting your spirit, protecting your faith, and then get back to hearing the right thing again. Praise God. Close your eyes if you would. Father, I pray concerning all of us. We're presenting ourselves before you and we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you. Everybody said out loud. Thank you for everything we've already heard. All the good word you've given us from the beginning till now, we appreciate it. We value your word above all. How precious are your words to us. Thank you for our ministers, our preachers and teachers from the beginning to now. How beautiful. Are their, feet are their feet to us? To us. Give, us ears to hear Give us ears to hear and a heart to receive. And a heart to receive. Help, us to hear Help us to hear better, better and, and, more and, more and more and stronger, and, stronger and, clearer and clearer than we've ever heard before. Than we've heard before. And, we'll and we'll receive and we'll believe and, we'll believe and we will do and we will in Jesus' name.